They've been awarded the most talented radio morning crew in America for three years in a row. But we couldn't afford them, so we have Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. What a fantastic introduction. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, that's news to me. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was thinking the first time I heard it. And then there's a twist there at the end. This is podcast number one. I don't even know if we have a a name for it apart from Kwame and Company podcast number one. I think it's just Kwame and Company podcast. Is that okay? Yeah. How about the Quamcast? Quamcast. So... So do we start out by introducing ourselves? Is that how they usually start? I, usually, I think that's how I've heard podcasts start. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, ladies first. Oh, I'm Amy Stone. Yeah. Randy? I'm I'm Randy Kennedy. Randy's a news director. Amy's a co-host and office manager. And I'm Phil, and I just fill in the gaps. <laughs> so, uh, so what we're going to do on this podcast is feature some of the things that normally happen on Kwame & Company. And one of the things we normally do is talk to authors. And what better way to start this uh, this first ever podcast than the author of our book of the month, God is My Dad. Uh, it's, it's written by, well, one of the authors, Sean and Jackie Tice put it together. And uh, Sean has a ministry, God is My Dad. Uh, you can look at uh, more information there, godismydad.com. And we talked to Sean at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in the lovely state of Florida. So uh, without further ado, here's uh, the first part of our talk with Sean Tice, God is My Dad. 91.5 and 102.7, the word Sean Tice is with us. Uh, Sean, uh, relating to the issue of fatherhood and uh, really all the ills that have affected our society because of a lack of fathers. Sean, thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Phil. You know, so many times we've had guys from Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge and, and or the director from Teen Challenge with us on the program. We ask him, well, what's a common denominator to these guys who are in your long-term treatment program for drug and alcohol abuse? Lack of fathers in the home. And you've probably seen that, haven't you? Oh, fatherhood's an, <laughs> fatherlessness is an epidemic. It's affecting all of us in the United States of America. Yeah. I mean, it's causing suicide. It's causing addictions, high school dropouts. And the thing is, we tell, we tell people, like, how does, you know, sometimes people think, how does this affect me? And it affects all of us, even so much so it's affecting your, affecting your tax dollars because they're relying on the government. So it's affecting uh, you oh, in yeah. one way or another. So right. um, so many different issues coming from it. Crime in your neighborhoods. Um, so many things are happening from it. What initiative can we take to, to turn this around, to make fatherhood more important and support the dads that uh, we need to be developing? Well, we all can get involved. You know, James one twenty seven says, Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself in spot of the world. You know, yeah. It says in that verse that it's pure religion for us to visit the fatherless. If each of us would go in our circle of influence and we would say, who's my niece or nephew? Or who's, who's my neighbor? Or who's my... The, the kid down the road that I could, I could help or somebody in my church. And because we have a lot of single moms that tell us, I can't, ha- I don't have anybody that can help my, my kids. Right. I'm on my own. Yeah. And so they're looking for somebody to help. And if you could just point that person out that's in your circle of influence, that God strategically placed them there and you visit them. You know, if you look at James one twenty seven, you look at that verse, visit means to look upon in order to help or to benefit. It's not just a one-time thing. Yeah. And so benefiting that family's life, helping them, doesn't mean you're going broke doing it, but just spending what you can, spending the time you have with them. And also encouraging that single mom and helping her on her journey. I really believe that's the way to do it. If all of us would go in our circle, say, who can I help? 
how can I help that invest in that one, that one boy or girl that's around me? And you're absolutely right that everybody has a single mom in their circle of friends. It's so true. They're, they're all over the place. We, yeah. we started a single mom group in Las Vegas you know, back in February of 2022. And we have had over 30 single moms come to the church because of that group, because they're looking for community. They're all over the place. Yeah. Okay. I got to say a fatherhood initiative, but grandparents work too. They do. They do. That, and that was that was a big help in my life. I moved into my grandparents' house when I was in second grade. Yeah. And my grandfather became like a dad to me. And so, and then he passed away when I was in sixth grade, but he was there at those core years of my yeah. life growing up. So he really, he, he was my disciplinarian. He was my, my guide. He was, he loved me and encouraged me. And grandparents can really fill that, that void. And for, for people looking to have an influence in the in, uh, uh, lives of a young family, there's no age restriction really here. No, there's really not. I was a youth pastor in Florida for about six years, and one of our best youth leaders was a guy in his 70s because he could relate to the teenagers. So it doesn't matter how how old you are, you can invest in their life, and they're looking for that, that love and that encouragement. I know you've got a lot of material about the whole topic of fatherhood, and I see right on your shirt, God is my dad. That's fantastic. But uh, what kind of resources can our listeners go to? You can go to, if you want to get involved in helping the fatherless, go to lifefactors.org. That's our, our main ministry website. Life Factors Fatherless Ministries is our main ministry. That's kind of our mother ministry. And on there, you'll find guides on how to minister to single moms. You'll find devotionals we've written for fatherless guys and girls. We have children's books. We have a devotional for single moms. You can even find out how your church can start its uh, our own uh, single mom support group or get plugged into our network. And then God is My Dad is a resource under Life Actors that we created for the fatherless. And so GodIsMyDad.com is a website that the fatherless families can go to, single moms, grandparents raising grandkids. That resource is for them directly. So be- when we first started the ministry, we tried to figure out how can we help these families. We went straight through churches completely. And we're like, we need something that can help the families directly. So we created GodIsMyDad.com. We have a mobile app in the Apple and Google Play Store. If you search for God Is My Dad on there, are all kinds of videos. We have uh, videos from Stephen Kendrick, the skit guys, mm. um, all, the all, kinds guys. Of, yeah, all kinds of all kinds of people on there <laughs> yeah. uh, just trying to encourage the fathers. We have all kinds of uh, self-help videos. And so definitely check out our mobile app. We also have a new show, the God Is My Dad morning show that came out. And it's basically a mentoring time where I, I work with fatherless kids once a week, every Thursday. That's on our God Is My Dad YouTube channel, on our app. And then we have also, if you're looking at getting involved in fatherlessness, we have a Let's Talk About Fatherlessness show where we've had guys like Gary Chapman, mm-hmm. um, Stephen Arterburn, different people. And they talk about the stories of either them growing up fatherless or how they've helped the fatherless in their ministry. So all kinds of stuff to help. Yeah. Lifefactors.org or GodIsMyDad.com. Bottom of the column news, our panel of experts, and the Swirl Master 2000, all part of Kwame and Company on 91.5 and 102.7 The Word. And this is Kwame and Company podcast number one. Ooh. Yeah. One of many, hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> you kinda, never know. <laughs> kind of walking our way through it here, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly are. Okay, so they uh, Rick mentioned the uh, bottom of the column news, so that's what I got right here. Bottom of the column news. Okay. So ready. In Japan, people who are being freed from COVID mask wearing mandates just now, apparently in Japan. Sure. They've been wearing masks for a long time in Japan. A lot of times you see Japanese tourists before the COVID. I was going to say, have they always worn masks? 
Yeah, I don't know yeah. always, but uh, they're they're just now saying you don't have to do sure. it anymore. Sure. Yeah. And they've lost the ability to do one simple thing. Do you know what that is? Smile at people. Yes, smile at people. <laughs> Sky News reported that 20-year-old Himawari Yoshida, among others, has enlisted the help of a smile instructor, Kiko Kawando. Kawando. Smile instructor. How do, you, how do you teach somebody to smile? I don't know. This is when you smile. This is what muscles to use. But you should be looking at people and then just smile. Like, Yosh- how is that a? Yoshida said, "I hadn't used my facial long. muscles much during COVID. One-on-one sessions cost about fifty-five dollars each." Okay, <laughs> so even in the rare instance that I went somewhere that I had to wear a mask, you yeah. know, I still would smile. I would forget. That I had the mask on and would still smile because your eyes smile. You can't, you can't, yeah. it's hard to make your eyes smile without actually smiling. Well, uh, that's true. And your voice sounds different when you're smiling. Yes. But... I sound really grumpy if I'm not. Yeah. Ando. That, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, the instructor, the smile instructor has students stretch the sides of their mouths and hold a mirror up to smile into the mirror. Is this a smile? This is ridiculous. This has been three years. It's not like it's been well, a decade. Kawa Wando says, culturally, a smile signifies that I'm not holding a gun and I'm not a threat to you. Well, that's a little drastic. But... <laughs> okay. I'm okay. Oh, that's uh, funny. I, 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 well, not... I do know one thing. Yeah. Whenever I was forced to wear a mask, I wasn't smiling at all. So oh, I understand okay. the problem there. Maybe that's a guy thing because I tended not to smile too with a mask on. But all right, here's one more uh, with the title It's Good to Have a Hobby. This is bottom of the column news. These are news stories that don't rise to the top, they're just sort of filler things. Uh, rocketry enthusiasts gathered near Alamoso, Colorado over the Memorial Day weekend. And I bet you can tell where this is going right away. Rocket enthusiasts gathering. <laughs> Something's going to go this off. This can't be Britain. good. This isn't going to be good. They're enthused about rockets, but one person's rocket got away from them in the most inconvenient location, a hotel room at the <gasps> Comfort Inn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Na- the name Comfort Inn, I bet, didn't last yeah. for long after that. Here's a here's a uh, understatement. There was a malfunction. <laughs> <laughs> With the motherboard in the rocket, which caused the motor to catch on fire, explained Alamoso Fire Department Deputy Chief uh, Paul Duarte. The resulting explosion caused enough pressure in the room to dislodge the drywall and panels and the ceiling to fall down. <laughs> oh, my. This is a four foot eight inch rocket. So that's about why your are height. you? Yeah. Hey, now. Oh. <laughs> why, are you, why are you messing with it inside a. Hotel room. Well, I don't know. I they, mean, I, I realize the motherboard went wrong. Motherboard went why wrong. Why wasn't even on? Well, why was it on? To because they're rocket. They're they, rocket enthusiasts. That's yeah. why. Yeah. You maybe next time keep the rocket in the pickup. <laughs> well, that might not be good either. No. I mean, no. Bring it in. But I experienced. Don't it. Yeah, and I experienced that with some friends. I told you about that a few years the ago. The firework maybe. incident. Yeah, we had ro- bottle rockets, and we were driving a car down the road and putting them on the. Uh, the uh what do you call that um where the water would drain into there 
anyway, on the side of the cars, they used to have these uh, gutters. There we go. Oh, yeah. yeah and the so, rain gutters on the cars. They have the little... Yeah. So he'd stick oh. the bottle rockets on the rain gutter and watch them shoot forward. Oh, so you're pretending to be a jet fighter, sort of. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Except for the time the bottle rocket fell inside the car after oh. it was lit. And uh, then we had the same kind of experience, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. This is why women love longer. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the fire department guy said uh, they didn't believe the guest was injured in the incident. I bet he had a ringing in his ears. Yeah. Um, hotel clerks didn't expect any charges to be filed. That's from Alamosa, Colorado. In- innocent accident. It could happen to any Stuff rocket happens. enthusiast. Right. Yeah. Especially rocket <laughs> enthusiasts. <laughs> Although I bet there was a little extra money taken out of their uh, credit card after they that hundred dollar deposit probably didn't go a long ways. Yeah, when you got to redo the sheetrock, there's <laughs> yeah. probably indication this is going to be expensive. All right, well, this is Kwame and Company podcast number one, and let's get back to our our author today, Sean Tice, who's the author of God Is My Dad, our book of the month. Sean Tice is with us. We're talking about fatherhood, and uh, Sean, uh, just an excellent resource, and you've got a lot of ways to distribute your information, both podcasting, the morning show you're talking about, and all the web resources. When people come to you and and they just uh, don't know where to go, because truthfully, there's not a lot of support for dads these days, it seems like. Where do you send them? For dads to get involved? Yeah, for dads to stay with the family, to be influential in their kids' lives, to to, to make a difference and not bug out. Yeah, there's... Uh, there's a lot of resources like that. I mean, there's yeah. focus on family, family yeah. life. There's, yeah. I mean, other smaller ministries that, that are involved. We actually are involved in a group called the Fatherhood Commission. Uh, we go to this meeting every year. It's the Fatherhood Commission Leadership Summit. And there, there's many ministries. So if you go to Fatherhood, I think it's fatherhoodcommission.com. Mitch Temple's my friend. He's the executive director of that. They have on there, our ministry's on there, but there's tons of fathering ministries listed on yeah. that website. Fatherhood Commission. Search on, their YouTube, on uh, Facebook for their Facebook page. There's tons of fathering ministries to figure out the ways that you want to get involved and get help. There's a lot of lies in society today. The dads think that, you know, we're fighting all the time. It would be better for my kids if I wasn't here. No, I just actually saw a uh, video from Jordan B. Peterson, and he was saying that, you know, you think that it'd be better for you just to get divorced, but once you have kids, you are attached. Right. You know, so you're you're there, and I, I completely believe in that. And my dad walked away when I was about nine months old, hmm. but, and he, and he walked away, but there was always this hole that I had from that. And I would have loved for my dad to have come back, you know, for him to want a relationship. Even whenever he died, when I was in my thirties, I wish he would have come back and, and been part of my life, but he never did. Yeah. And so if you're a dad that you've, you feel like maybe your kids could be without you or they don't need you, I want to encourage you to be involved in their life. You know, when, when a child doesn't have a dad in their life, it's, it's like their life's off balance. God created it for to be a mom and a dad and their life's imbalanced on a right. scale. But whenever they don't have that dad, their life's off balance. And you as a dad can bring their life back into balance. You know, obviously God can fill those gaps, fill those holes, but God's created you to do that. God, God wants you to be the dad that he's called you to be. So be involved in their life. You know, get the counseling you need to get your marriage back together. Do what you need to do, but stick it out for your children. And and, and it's your job. It's your calling. It's your ministry yeah. to be involved in your kids' lives. If you come to the end of your life and your kids' lives are messed up, that's on you. God yeah. wants us to be the dads that we're called to be. Now, maybe you're thinking, well, I've walked away. I, I did that. I, I, I messed my life up. Return to your 
your children's life. Yeah. Try to restore those relationships. My dad was abusive to my mom. I have a whole story. He threw me to the cops when I was nine months old. I mean, it's all kinds of stuff my dad yeah. did. Yeah. I wish he would have come back and said, hey, let's have a relationship. I, I would have loved that. Even after all the stuff that he had done to our life, I'm yeah. telling you, your kids, they, you know, they may resist it at first, but try to approach them. Do your best to restore that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a great word of encouragement. Sean, thank you for that. And, and uh, tell us about your websites again in the podcast where people can get more information. Yeah, godismydad.com is a website that you can go to. The God is My Dad morning shows there, all kinds of videos, content. That you can download the app from the Apple or Google Play Store. God is My Dad YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok. We're all over the place. And then lifefactors.org is our main website for people that want to learn more about fatherlessness or they want to get involved or even start be part of our network that we have yeah. or start a single mom support group. We have churches around the country that are starting those and we have curriculum that we can offer for that. So all kinds of stuff that we're, we're, we have available. They're funny, a panel of experts, goofy, and sometimes snarky. Randy, Amy, and Phil, mornings on Kwame and Company. I think the key word there is snarky. I think that was the he's best. He's been decision. listening. Yeah, yeah. He's been listening a lot, hasn't he? Yes, he has. Thank you, Rick. <laughs> All right. This is the Kwame and Company podcast number one. You, you know, years in the future, you can look back and say, I was there. For the first one. Yeah. <laughs> and I still do listen to the second one. <laughs> right. so that's shame on me. <laughs> okay. Hundred word stories. Did he mention hundred word stories? No, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. All right. I got a hundred word story. This is when our son went away to college. Barbara Porter wrote this. When our son went away to college, a friend of his uh, often invited him home to dinner at his family's lavish home. I would, uh, you know, it was so lavish they could call it a compound, probably. Right? Possibly. You know, like on Hyannisport, that kind of deal. Well, anyway. One day, this is Barbara talking. One day, I took time out from sorting coupons to write the family a, th- a thank you letter for taking care of my son. Soon afterwards, my son called saying the family wanted to thank me for my kind letter, not to mention the 25-cent coupon for ragu spaghetti sauce. (laughs) Boom. I bet Barbara felt a little. Maybe they took it as a hint that, you know, make spaghetti the next time. That's what he really likes. That could be. That might be. That'd be a nice way of looking at it. (laughs) Or she might think. uh, Yeah, clearly if they're coupon cutting, they don't live in a compound. Right. right? Well, right. right. I, they could have taken the the coupon and given it to Maria, the maid, who was making the lunch. I don't know. You know, if they're a ritzy family, who knows? Maybe they got help. Maybe her name's Louise. Louise. Alice. Could be Jake. I don't know. That'd be a butler then, wouldn't it? He could yeah, just be yeah. the cook. The cook. The cook. That's what we need. Luigi. Yes. Luigi would be a little miffed if he got a coupon for ragu. I don't know. That's how the rich stay rich. By using coupons? Yeah. Okay. Well, That's right. what I'm thinking. All right. This is Kwame and Company uh, podcast number one. I almost gave the frequency, but podcasts don't have frequencies. <laughs> yeah, Joni- we might not be on frequently either after this. Oh, well, no, that's <laughs> very wise statement there, Randy. We've got uh, Joni DeBrito, Dr. Joni DeBrito, ready to tell us, uh, give us some hints for parenting, or I might add grandparenting, during the summertime. So Perfect. When the kids are not in school, this is what you do. Exactly right. I suppose right. it could work for any kind of breaks, too. Sure. Roll the reel okay. there, Rollo. Go ahead. 
91.5 and 102.7, the word school's out, and uh, parents are, are looking for a way to keep their kids occupied uh, and healthy and active during the summer months, and uh, Joni DeBrito. Uh, Dr. DeBrito is with us, a licensed counselor at Focus on the Family. Joni, thanks for joining us again here in Minnesota. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Isn't it great to finally, this long winter has ended, and we're in summertime, and now, uh, what, uh, the kids have go from a very structured environment to not a whole lot going on. <laughs> well, hopefully parents can help with that and keep some of that structure going. One of the really important things for parents to keep in mind is that the way kids spend their summer has a direct effect on their success or failure in the school year. Okay. So the more intentional and thoughtful you are about what they're doing during the summer, the more likely they'll be able to be successful during the school year. Well, one thing that's really changed from when my boys were uh, were kids, we had screens, but not nearly as many screens. You, you right. know, we had, they were just learning how to do uh, uh, desktop computers. Uh-huh. And, and But now, you know, the refrigerator is a screen. I mean, how do you, yes. how do you keep kids from being so attached to their electronic devices all summer long that they don't take part in the opportunities of just being outside? Well, you know, some of that is modeling, and so it's really important for parents to pay attention to how much they are on their screens because kids are going to uh, do the same kinds of things that they see their parents doing. So that's something for us to remember. And uh, I am someone who's very intentional about not being on devices much at all, and yet I am just like everyone else that every once in a while I'll fall in the trap of I'm looking for something and, you know, it's 9 o'clock in the morning and before I know it, it's 10, 30, or 11. <laughs> yeah. And I look at the clock and think, how did that happen? An hour and a half? And so we need to really be careful about that. But the thing to think about is that uh, the overuse of devices, especially overuse of social media by young people, has been linked to increasing rates of anxiety, depression, and suicidal thoughts and actions. And so, you know, while social media has some positive aspects in terms of keeping people connected and so forth, um, and there are some good things about being on devices, there are also a lot of dangers. And so the typical recommendation is for kids and actually adults to not be on devices more than two hours of non-academic screen time. So if they're not involved in any school uh, uh, during the summer, then we would say two hours of non-academic screen time per day should be the most. And the thing is, there are so many other things to keep them busy. You just have to begin to point them out and direct them in the direction of those other activities. Isn't it a cruel irony that uh, when I talk to folks from, oh, like Youth for Christ or other youth organizations, they say this is the loneliest generation ever, and yet Mm -hmm. we're, we're... constantly uh, connected mm-hmm. uh, in uh, electronically, and uh, we talk about how many friends we have uh, mm-hmm. online, and yet uh, loneliness and the associated problems are rampant. They are, and the reason for that is because it's a false connection. The way we human beings really connect is by touching one another, by being in one another's presence, by looking into each other's eyes, and so forth. And while you can do that a little bit on video on a device, it's still not the same thing as being 
in the same room or in the same environment with another person. And so that's why people feel lonely because they're not really connected the way that we as human beings were intended to be connected. So do parents need to be proactive in getting getting those face-to-face, face um, uh, real connections with other kids and organizations or even grandma and grandpa, whoever? Mm-hmm. Do, do you have to go out of your way in order for that to happen these days? I think you do. I think it's really about being intentional. And the other thing is setting really good limits with the devices. So, yeah. for instance... No kids, and not just kids, no one, let's just be fair, nobody needs to have their phone when they should be sleeping at night. Phones need to be put away, and not just that they're not on their phone, but they're not there to wake them up because of a little ding of a text that's coming through or a little ding of a a message that's coming through on email or something. Get those phones put away so actually you and your children are getting good sleep and so forth. And then again, try to have those limitations. And the most important thing is to talk to kids about how devices can be really good for them and how they provide access to information that they might not otherwise have that's good information, but how they can be negative as well. The more you talk with children and help them understand the good things about technology and some of the dangers of technology, the more they begin to self-regulate and kind of discipline themselves. And so keep those lines of communication. We're not just telling you to put your phone down because we're trying to be a mean parent. We are doing that because this has to do with your health and your safety. Uh, Joni DeBrito is our guest, licensed counselor at Focus on the Family, and Dr. DeBrito has uh, all kinds, well, Focus on the Family is just full of information at focusonthefamily.com and then what, slash parenting? Yes. Focusonthefamily.com slash parenting. Uh, one other topic that I, I know you're concerned about, how parents can foster healthy eating habits during the summertime. Can we do that tomorrow morning? <laughs> Absolutely. Kwame and Company, focusing on closet vision, comfort food, pirates on the prairie, and Pat's gut. It lifts me up when I'm having a bad day. It energizes me and just helps me get through the day. Thanks. Ah, thank you for those nice thoughts. Pat's gut? Oh, because his instincts. Gotcha. Yep, our meteorologist. He is generally yeah. right. If he and the yeah. Weather Service don't agree, Pat's gut generally is right. I guess right. I was right. still stuck on food from earlier. No, no, no. You. Uh, that'd be Randy's gut. You got to think about these things. Yeah. Okay, so uh, staying safe from scams. We've been featuring this on the on-air portion of Kwame and Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ways to stay safe from scams is to use strong passwords. Good advice. We're talking online scams here. Or, you know, just passwords when you go to somebody's house and they, you know, that, that's a <laughs> form of a password. The secret knock. Open sesame. Yeah. <laughs> that's not open sesame? <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Password so should... it was all my life was open sesame. Oh, it is. Anyway, go ahead. It is. It's part, it's a, it's but that's where like, it came from. It's yeah, and it's part of a. They use it in movies or open sesame. sesame. Yeah. Open sesame. Yeah, it's from uh, Alibaba oh, okay. and the yes. Thieves or Thousand Thieves or whatever that uh-huh. was. 
Okay, strong passwords. <laughs> Took a little diversion there, but we're pulling back into the lane here. Passwords need to be at least seven characters long and a combination of letters, upper and lower case, numbers, and symbols. Which make it a real big pain if you're trying to type it into a different device. <sighs> I know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I had to change my Hulu password. Hulu, what's that? They make uh, hoops? Uh, like watch. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, <laughs> and my boys were like, oh, the my phone isn't signed in anymore. Can I get the password? Oh, right. It and changes so like, everything well, else. Well, I'm not yeah. going to read all these characters to you, so right. here you go. Here Here's, it is. Here, yeah. here it is. And then yeah. they five minutes later, they finally have it typed in. That's why nobody likes to change passwords. And and the other thing, some, some websites or whatever apps or... I never rem the password. I just make a new one every single time. I'm sorry, Phil. I learned a method for doing passwords with caps, small letters, numbers, and a symbol. But I can't tell you what it is because then I'd give it away. Oh. Well, sure. But I, had, I did learn a system that works for me. Well, so, doesn't oh. it, I think I read this thing. Doesn't it say using, like, instead of a letter replace it with a symbol like if yes. you have a replace yes. it with at yeah. sign or a something pass like that. phrase where a symbols replace letters in the phrase uh like if your phrase is my cat charlie is number one you could do my my and then instead of cat c and the at sign t mm-hmm. and then uh capital c this is well, this is where it got a little loopy to me capital c i s Hashtag one exclamation point. Sure. <laughs> that's this is that's one of those not things. my system, by the way. Oh, it's not. That. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They say never use the same password for all your online activity because if a site or app is breached and then the crooks will use that same password to hack into your other accounts. Okay. All right. Password manager apps like one password and dash lane are a good way to store your various passwords and isn't Google the same thing? Yeah, pass- Google Password Manager. And yep. Apple has a password, mm-hmm. a strong password. You want to use a strong password. Yeah, every time, because Google does that. It yeah. says it's suggested strong password, and that's where I get in trouble. And then I go to give my kids that password, and they're like, oh, forget it. It's like 15 characters long. Right. And it's all a mix- on different screens. Up, There's no words in it, there, yeah. it's all like upper case then it's a number then yeah. it's a lowercase then it's a sign symbol oh it's a it's a pain but i'm sure they're strong maybe we'll I have put, a oh go ahead right i put my passwords on a sticky note and i put it in a drawer in my desk that's how i remember <laughs> them yeah i saw they actually make little books where you write all your passwords down they got mm. them at the dollar general and this kind of defeats the whole purpose <laughs> of the thing so. doesn't it? <laughs> i don't think that's safe yeah all right well we'll do this again someday Okay. This was number one of the Kwame and Company podcast. Hope you had a good time. We certainly did.